Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time you guys are checking us out, and welcome back to another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. This is episode 146. We're recording this on the 11th of October. I'm one of your hosts, Xander Scullion, and join with me, as always, more wonderful co-host, Mr. James Grusom. What's up, James? Greetings and salutations. I hope all of you, no matter what time you're listening, have had a slightly better morning than both of us have had. <laughs> I hope you're having some, some good weather, and, uh, and if you have tomorrow, well... Depending on what day you're listening, Monday coming up is a holiday. But uh, if you get that holiday off, hope you enjoy it and get to hang out and have some good times. And I hope you all are doing well. Indeed, indeed. And man, I, I before I get into the gaming news, James, I got to tell you, I had a very bomb dinner last night. Um, uh-huh. Big shout out to Kimberly because she was like on an adventure. She was off yesterday and Friday night. We were talking about dinner and I was like, man, I, I kind of want some poutine. And she's like, poutine. And then she's like, isn't that that Canadian dish? And I'm like, yeah. And she was driving everywhere. She went to uh, Aldi's, went to Target, went to Food Lion. Those were the only places in town that had authentic cheese curds. So she got some cheese curds. She made some homemade gravy, some French fries. And here's another thing she did. She made homemade pulled pork barbecue egg rolls. And oh my god, I, I, I ate it last night, and I knew I was going to sleep well. Like I was just instant food coma. But poutine, As I, I oh saw man. some of the, the pictures, and I was kind of—I didn't think the the I was like—and there was also like the slaw, and I was kind of like slaw. But then I realized I was like, hey, pulled pork egg rolls. You know, we're in the South, man. It's kind of oh, barbecue, yeah. coleslaw. Got to go together. I might be like, hey, throw that coleslaw up into egg roll too. But I mean, oh I yeah, that might not it might not work. You might dip it in the slaw. Maybe that might. Yeah, work. that's, that's kind of like what I did. Is I, I had like a little spoon, and I would like take a bite of the egg roll and like a spoonful of like slaw and eat some more of it. It was like a little side dish. Um, I, I wanted to make sure I said slaw because in the picture I was like, it looks kind of like rice. You know? It did. It did. <laughs> like 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 sticky rice. And I'm like, no, it's not sticky rice. It's That'd be really yeah. weird. <laughs> I can say I had a, a lady on my route one time. She's a Japanese, and uh, she gave me an egg roll one time. And uh, she was like, you know, she caught me. She's like, be careful, it's hot. You know? And I waited a little bit, and like I bit it, and it still burnt me. But, dude, I tell you, that egg roll, and I've been meaning to tell her again, so hopefully that maybe she'll give me more uh, when I see her, that that literally was the best egg roll like I've ever had. Uh, and I don't know if she was doing it for, you know, like her church, because we have a lot of like, uh, you know, spring roll, egg roll sales for a lot of the churches, sometimes it's Korean churches, but this lady, like her name, I can tell was like clearly Japanese, but then yeah. again, too, you, you know, you don't know the family lineage, but man, dude, that egg roll was so good, and then, uh, I, also, I had some Thai food last night, uh, which, which is always great, and, um, one of my favorite dishes is the Pud Prick King, just like a curry green bean, with yeah. chicken but uh lately i've been getting the ginger chicken the ginger chicken man, i just I, I it's become a complete favorite and i have trouble uh giving it up man but it's like <laughs> i just i sometimes like i'll just go with that add some beef salad and stuff too and i mean the thai place is uh sesame chicken also to me it kills any sesame chicken at a chinese restaurant there's uh it's this distinct flavor. I almost like. I want to say it might be something like a oyster sauce. My wife says it's a little bit more garlic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but the flavor. Like I'll take the sauce from the sesame chicken and like dip spring rolls or like put it on my ginger chicken too, and it's this, yeah. this perfect taste, man. So like you know, food rolls. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, folks, they are listening. Uh, egg rolls, like the egg rolls themselves, they're really not that hard to make. Like, if you can roll a burrito, you can roll an egg roll. It's pretty much the same thing. Uh, she got, like, the egg roll sheets from all these. They were, like, vegan, but they were still, they were just amazing. The, like, everything about that. But, uh, yes, this isn't, this is a gaming podcast, but we had to talk about some food for a second, because I freaking love food, but. I might just do a food special, based around <laughs> cooking mama and, uh, just talk about food, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, spe- speaking of some gaming news, there's been there's been a little bit of gaming news going on, and it, I, the first story I wanted to share, I honestly was laughing about it. Uh, I'm going to call this mother Nintendo Nancy. That's what I'm going to call her, okay? Because the headline to this is mother and son sue Nintendo for five million dollars over Joy-Con drift. Now, uh, James, you know about Joy-Con drift, correct? 
Yeah, definitely not. I know it was like an early problem. You know, Nintendo, I think they did charge for it at first, but eventually they, you know, just ended up, they refunded people that they did charge. And it's, it's become a known problem. Yeah. And uh, they have been doing what they can to fix it. It's nothing I, like I've, I've been lucky. Like I've not experienced it. Maybe it's my awesome uh, red and blue uh, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm glad. Like I, I probably just haven't played it as much as everybody else. And it'll like hit me like, you know, three years later. That's probably well, it's interesting because, like, um, especially during the the quarantine, I was playing a lot more of my Switch um, on on the TV. I wasn't really playing it as a handheld until recently, and um, I was playing Animal Crossing using the Joy Cons because my Pro controller had like died. So I was using it as a controller. And did I die or just uh, yeah, it, just it, the the batteries died. Uh, I just had to recharge it. Oh. But um, the one of my left Joy-Con actually was getting a little bit of a drift. Like, I was playing Animal Crossing, my character was, like, going up, and I'm like, what are you doing? So, I re- reset, I was seeing if my uh, joysticks needed to be calibrated. Basically, all I did was t- took a Q-tip, and I kind of just cleaned the bottom of the... I didn't have to take anything apart, just cleaned the bottom of the Joy-Con, and it was fine. So, that's the closest I've gotten to Joy-Con drift. I know some people have had bigger issues... But uh, going to this story, it says, according to Wired, who reported that uh, La Sanchez and her 9, 10-year-old, um, since he's a minor, they couldn't really uh, say specifically if he was 9 or 10, had a complaint in Northern California. The complaint states that Sanchez purchased an Nintendo Switch for her son in December 2018. Within a month, encountered Joy-Con drift. Uh, the drift refers to, uh, I'm not going to go over that, we just talked about that. Uh, less than a year later, the the filing states that the Joy-Con drift becomes so pronounced that the controllers became uh, unoperable for general ga- gameplay use. Sanchez bought another set of controllers, which began to drift seven months later. Uh, Nintendo does offer free repairs to affect users, but Sanchez lawyers claim that this is not sufficient given that Nintendo continues to sell the Joy-Cons at full price despite the known fault. Uh, Defendant continues to market and sell the products with full knowledge of the defect without disclosing the Joy-Con drift defect to consumers in its market promotion or packaging, it says. And Defendant had uh, a financial motive to conceal the defect, and it did not want to start stop selling the products and would need to expand a significant amount of money to cure the defect. Uh, of course, this isn't the first time that Nintendo's had legal issues with Joy-Con drift, but five million bucks—that's a little like whoa. It's a little crazy, isn't it, James? You know, it is. It's one of those things where I'm like, "Hey, he's probably gonna, you know, maybe get they'll settle, get a, a few free Switch games." But I mean, it would be <laughs> nice to bring up the fact that they—they they are, you know, still selling these the fact that they do fix them like is great but you'd still have to send it in and wait and Mm -hmm. blah 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 and like we we don't want to do that we don't want to wait and i kind of wish they really would go ahead and you know fix this problem like i said i'm lucky to have not have had it yeah they they need they need to really do like a new style of joy con and I think I think the best thing would be like a a new style of joy con and maybe have that new style like a, a little bit cheaper yeah, I mean that really would be great, you know. Just you know that they acknowledge, you know, of course, as they have though. Um, yeah. Though sometimes I think they try to say it's it's not a huge problem, even though they are fixing them for free. But I mean, you, you shouldn't really have to to do that. Like none of us want to. It does seem minor when you think about it. You're like, man, a lawsuit. That's silly. But if somehow this lawsuit, like I said, they're not going to get whatever they're suing for, get a free few games. But maybe. And maybe they will, you know, make Nintendo kind of, you know, you know, get to the point and make sure. Because I thought maybe they had updated it in some of these newer ones. And uh, you know, maybe some of the standalone ones, you know, they have are a little bit more updated. But yeah. it's a problem. Like, it, it would be nice to, like, not have. Because, I mean, it's just, you know, we can go back to our day. I mean, Super Nintendo. I mean, you never had a problem with that controller. Exactly. You know? so it's like, you, you this, don't want to have one now. This honestly. From, from both sides. You know? Yeah. This honestly makes you think of the N64 days. You remember when uh, Mario Party came out and there was mm-hmm. that one mini game that you had to spin the joystick with your hand 
and it started like uh, messing up everyone's joysticks, and Nintendo yeah. started fixing it, and they even sent like these white protective gloves to wear, so it wouldn't hurt your hand, because people were reporting oh, hand yeah. injuries. That's what it made me think wow. of. I was like, oh man, this is wild. But, I mean, even the, the, the Switch Lite has had reports of Joy-Con drift. So, I mean, it is, it is a, a pretty significant issue. Is it a five million dollars settlement issue? I don't. I don't think so. Like that's. Yeah. It, I don't like want. Said, <laughs> it, it makes you look at the big picture because you can go back to the, uh, it, you know, even like the lady who who burned herself at McDonald's with the coffee, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, people can say like, oh, you know, coffee's hot. But this lady, literally, got burnt to the bone, and like sometimes we don't get the full picture of the lawsuits. This one's a little bit different. Nobody yeah. was injured through this. I'm sure the kid's feelings were hurt, and he was really disappointed, which that means a lot when you're a kid. That yeah. disappointment like, stings you to the bone, much like coffee would burn you to the bone. Still oh, not yeah. the same. But if anything, maybe this lawsuit will you know, bring to light some of the problems, and they will step up a little bit more, because we'd rather have you know, just, you know, working controllers from the start like i don't want to send it in you know some of us hey we can go out and buy like a new set while we wait not everybody can do that um, yeah that kid might have been lucky just to get the switch at all and you know so i, I, I kind of feel for him and like yeah so it does sound you know silly from the outside but if you really look at it you kind of got to look at both sides and like it still might be a little silly but not quite as silly as you think so maybe some things will change over this but if they're not getting you know five million dollars like that. <laughs> that's not happening now, you, you did Reggie a great. Might come hang out at his. <laughs> now, now you made you made a really good uh, segue because you were talking about like the hot coffee. That goes back to my other news story about the Xbox response to claims that the Xbox Series X runs hot. Um, there's been an awful lot of time talking about the cooling and heat uh, of the next gen console these days. Let's be real; it beats taking talking about some of the other things that are happening in the world right now. But the other day, we got a glimpse of some of the most impressive and bulky cooling solutions sitting inside the PS5's wild-looking case, which I will get back to in the next uh, news article to talk about. But a lot of folks have been talking about the Xbox Series X uh, getting extremely hot. Is it, is it running hot, or is it just case-by-case case thing when doing backwards compatibility? Now... Xbox responded to this. They said the console will output system heat out of the exhaust, just like any other console will. Our engineers team confirmed that heat leaving the console is not significantly different than the Xbox One X, and this matches my experience at home. Quiet, fast, and impressive power for the size. Um, So yeah, I mean, Xbox is already kind of damage controlling of uh, folks that have been reporting that um, the Series X could be having a heat issue. So are these people that have got like, uh, you know, uh, pre-release systems? That, that's that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm like, where where is this coming from? Uh, is it out yet? Like, what no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, apparently this is this is something people are talking about. They're like, yeah, it seems to be running really really hot. I guess I guess it is. You know, people that may have had the console for review purposes or yeah, I do something like that. I think a lot of people have, you know, you know, got some early because someone did a, I think like a deconstruct uh, yeah. of one of them, uh, you know, going through it. So maybe that's what they are experiencing uh, with it. So, uh, you know, but we we see this before, you know, in the past, those people that get those systems, you know, right off the start, man, you deal with some issues. You know, you you are our yeah. guinea pigs because yes. usually, even though I said I'd get one if I could, and I would like to say, uh, as far as I know, GameStop. They're, uh, and probably other stores are still honoring uh, that 24-month plan, uh, even at launch. So, like, if you didn't get one of the pre-orders right away, uh, there's still probably a good chance, you know, to do that plan, you know, from many stores. Just hopefully, you know, yours doesn't run hot and burn up. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 is, that is something that people have to take in consideration. Uh, and, you know, just because a system runs hot, I will say this. Just because a system runs hot doesn't mean it's defective or it means that something's wrong with it. Because um, you think about PCs, uh, PCs themselves run really, really hot. That's why there's like cooling systems and stuff like that. Because the thing is, is when it pushes that heat out, you're going to feel the heat. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a Series X, obviously. Um, and I'm not trying to damage control from Microsoft, but I will say this is something that 
I I take as a grain of salt, and we'll see how it goes. You know, when we do a podcast in January, and folks have had their Series X for a couple months now, is this going to be like a new Red Ring of Death, or is it just people being kind of cautious because of the Red Ring of Death back during the 360 era? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be. I mean, you don't want yeah. something. You know, sometimes. And then the good thing is, most new systems, you know, automatically shut off. You know, which mm-hmm. is great. But it's like you don't want something. You know, dangerous in your house. Uh, also, to think about where you put it. Uh, myself, my uh, my X One S is. Uh, I kind of have it in like a more you know smaller. It's kind of like a little TV shelf that has little slots. And, uh, you know, I, I keep mine in that. It's, it doesn't have the biggest area of space, honestly. I've never had issues. But uh, that is one thing, too, because these, you know, a lot of things are powerful systems. Whether you got that, DVD player, lots of times, sometimes you might want to give them, you know, a little bit more air if you can. Yeah. And a lot of these shelves they have, you know, like the pre-made ones, uh, aren't really built, you know, for that. Whereas a DVD player, you know, like could be okay. But, you know, game systems running... You know, you might sit there and play, you know, for a super long time, and it's like that could cause some issues. So you, you, you do want to kind of give them as much air as possible, even with the built-in fans and stuff. But yeah. uh, hopefully it's something that, you know, they figure out, and those of us that get them later on, you know, uh, they, they get it figured out by then. And and, and speaking of, uh, like, tearing down consoles, uh, they did have a full deconstructed PS5. Um, one of the engineers did a, a short video of the PS5 teardown, and I have to say, it's a pretty big console. I mean, I knew it was going to be a big console. They said it was like one of the largest home consoles ever made, but is it is it is pretty big. And what's really interesting though is like you know the little white wings, like the the white little wrap that it has around it. Yeah. Apparently, they're easy to take off. So people are already like, oh my gosh, I have a 3D printer. I'm going to make my own custom PS5 console pretty much. Uh, and maybe maybe we'll see a return of like almost like the face plates that we saw with the original 360. Like maybe we'll see third-party uh, you know, wraps that people can put on their consoles. Only thing is is like I, I just want to make sure that, you know, again talking about heat, talking about the way things are uh I would tell folks, you know, wait before you decide to start customizing your PS5, uh, because I would hate for someone to take those uh, that white that white wrap off their PS5 and customize it and void their whole whole warranty. Uh, I would hate to see that. So yeah, that that is a big thing. Like warranties are good to have. You know, just keep an eye out. People, you know, which I'm sure people do. Hey, look up at other people, the other guinea pigs that might have, you know, tried it out. And seeing what happened, and I mean, it's just so new. Like it's not even out. It's kind of crazy. People are already thinking about modifying, and it's like, man, just you know, maybe give it a little man. <laughs> yeah, well, love the uh, ingenuity of the of the people, man. I mean, they they really do bring it, and they really do, uh, you know, uh, take a lot of this stuff like super serious and try to fix problems. You know, that are there. Yeah, and and you you do have people, and I mean, I know plenty of people online that. They will buy technology just to take it apart and just see how it how it works, like tinker with it. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's how the that's how the switch got you know hacked so early on. Is people bought a switch and they're like, all right, I got a switch. What makes a switch tick? I'm going to figure this out and figure out how to put homebrew on it. <laughs> and we see that with all the mini consoles too. Uh, so I, I just tell people, you know, be kind of cautious. You know, when you you're about to spend five at least five hundred bucks. You know, before you start trying yeah, to like weed but, whack it, but some of the experts completely figure it out. You know, like I said, you got your you know, uh, you know, super tinkerers, and then your minor tinkerers. If you're yeah. a minor tinkerer, maybe you just wait till the super tinkerer gets through it first. Exactly. Now, uh, speaking of this, is the last piece of gaming news. Um, speaking of PS5, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how the save data will transfer from the PS4 to the PS5. In the recent weeks, it's become clear that the PS5 will be backward compatible with nearly all PS4 games. Not all PS4 games will be able to transfer save data to the PS5. The reason for this may be very depending on the game, but overall fans have had an extent idea of what type of games will be transferable. Luckily though, Sony has started to clarify things this weekend. A new page on the PlayStation support page goes into detail on the matter of PS4 to PS5 save compatibility. 
But the gist is just that. The most part is digital game owners should be able to transfer their saves to the next PlayStation without having too much fuss. According to Sony, there will be two ways to transfer save data between the two consoles. The first is to transfer the data from the PS4 to the PS5 via Wi-Fi connection, while the second is to access one's game's library on the PS5, find their PS4 games, and download them from there. It's like there won't be any other options... However, elaborating on the PlayStation blog, Sony confirmed that PS4 owners will be able to transfer games and save data between the consoles via LAN connection or eternal USB storage device. This will be a definitely a good option for those with Wi-Fi speeds on the slow side. As for physical copies, the, the company stated that the players will be able to transfer their save data as well, but only if they have a standard PS5 and after they upgrade to the PS5's version of their games. Now, I think this was uh, something that they really brought up because one game that they said you would not be able to transfer your save data is um, the last Spider-Man game that came out on PS4 because uh, apparently Spider-Man's getting a remaster for PS5, and they said that you can't transfer your PS4 save to the remastered PS5 version. Um, so, and, and everyone's been talking about the way... Uh, Peter Parker looks in the remaster. <laughs> That's been a thing. Uh, yeah, you know, for for me, it's like I'm just like I'm lucky if I even beat a game. Uh, chances are, it's been so long since I stopped playing it. If I restart, I'm gonna have to start over again. Yeah, and I'll get partway through and stop and have to restart it again. And that's just a that's my own process. I don't know, OCD. It's, it's something wrong with me. I have to do. So this doesn't really seem like something that'll affect me. But I mean, for you know, the super hardcore people. I could see them being, you know, a little upset. Say, for instance, even with me, like, you know, Yakuza, say if I wanted to replay one of those, and, you know, I'd beaten one, and it's like, hey, I wouldn't mind, you know, you know, doing the restart, uh, you know, with the, you know, the extra shit, you know, when you beat it. Um, not not to mention, are, not to mention the cool stuff that RGG Studios does. Like, if you have a save file of a, of a previous Yakuza yeah. game, they congratulate you and give you, like, more items, like... Uh, Fist North Star did it. Uh, a couple of the Kiwamis have done it, um, as most, well as yeah, Judgment. Most of the games do. Yeah, yeah. It's re- it's just really cool. Whether it's just a little something extra, they do at least reward you. And like I said, if you have beaten the game, you can go you know go back through. You know, as a lot of games have with that. You know, Ultimate Game where you you know start with all your points and you know whatever, and you can go back through. So you know, this is one like like it's a minor thing. I mean, will make a major deal out of it. Once again, I you know, like that lawsuit earlier. I, I try to see both sides. You know, yeah. something that seems minimal to me uh, could be major to somebody else. And I yeah. just like I'm not really gonna like judge and be like, oh you're being a baby about this. Like I just like, I'm not gonna do that. So you know, hopefully they can get it all, you know, figured out in the long run. <laughs> my my main thing is I just want to be able to take my uh, download of PT and transfer it to my PS5 whenever I get one. <laughs> because that game, like, of course, that game's lost, and that demo's lost in the sands of time, and I've kept it on my PS4 since I downloaded it back in 2015, and I I don't want to lose it. Even though I don't I don't even play PT anymore. It's not like I go back and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play that one demo that was going to be a Silent Hill game. It's the point. <laughs> it's the point that, you know, that's a piece of gaming history that is lost if it's not on my ps4 i can no longer play it um so that's something i, I wish they would just go ahead and make that damn game come on i know. You know they could probably go ahead and kickstart that shit at this point man people like people want that just go ahead just, just give it to them come on exactly but uh yeah that's that's some of the gaming news and folks if you uh have any news you want us to share you can always hit me up on twitter on excess gaming podcast also, uh, be sure to leave us a review if you're checking us out on iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, your favorite podcaster choice. And if we aren't on, if we aren't on your favorite podcaster uh, catcher, you can always DM me on Twitter at Excess Gaming Podcast. But getting into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I thought you know uh, we, we we had a couple ideas that you and I were throwing back and forth, James. And one idea you had, I was just like, I can't believe we've never talked about this. We've never really, <laughs> yeah. We we've we've done this uh, podcast for eight years, and we've never had a Super Mario episode talking about Mario. And what better way than to talk about it during the thirty fifth anniversary? Now, um, I want to pull up my Facebook here. 
because uh, I did get some feedback from folks about um, about about Super Mario while my phone's going off. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you real quick while I'm pulling this up, James. What is your definitive Mario game? I mean, I gotta man, it's it's Mario three. Um, it, it's always this one that's kind of in debate sometimes because people still argue, which you know you always love hearing about between um, Super Mario and Mario three. Um, it's just it, it's that constant battle, like which one's better, and we've had so many since then. You know, these games are almost you know twenty years old. You know, some are you know uh, super being you know look li- a little bit less than. Uh, and we've still had many great Mario games since then, but for me, you know, Mario is so long-lasting and eternal. It kind of depends on when you were born, how old you are. Yeah. Uh, so many will hold 64 in high regard, uh, whereas for me, you know, being a kid, it's just something. And, and even going back, like I said, as I'll go back and play in Super Mario World, I, I think it's still, I mean, that's a hard game, dude. I had a lot of trouble with Super Mario World. I mean, they're, they're all kind of tough. But uh, I, I still think they're all very fair. But man, Mario three, like like that yeah. was just the one that uh, you know I can remember with with friends. That was the one that had the you know the, the, the even a joke. That was the one that had the joke at the end. God, I hope I'm telling uh, about the right one. That was yeah, yeah. When this. you say the princess, and they try to say she's in another castle. Yeah, dude. I yep. remember because because me and my friends like we'd split the levels. You know, we, I mean, he was better at like the you know the. Um, you know some of the boss levels i was better at some of the other stuff we'd split it up and you get that and i can remember i sitting on that damn bean bag in front of his little 13 inch tv and being like your jaws dropped and mm-hmm. it was like in another castle and it's like oh ha, ha. like sorry. yeah like just, like just a joke but i mean you know, like like three for me just it's still I, I, the outfits the the suits the 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 everything I mean, it was kind of like the the pinnacle you can go back to even the wizard i mean come on the wizard was oh yeah like the commercial for it really Mario was 3, yeah and it's still held in such high regard people still love it and i love that people still fight like which is and when we talk about which is the best mario it's usually in between you know uh super two super mario world uh mm-hmm. the other ones are a new generation but when we argue about those up to the super nest it's like which is yeah. the better one yeah the classics yeah yeah for me um and I remember I made a video about this a couple of months ago where I had like my own like little like which is better, Super Mario Three or Super Mario World. I mean, they're both amazing games. Um Super Mario Three, while I like Super Mario World more, Super Mario Three does have a very special place in my heart because it was the first game I had for my Nintendo when I got it from my grandpa. And I I was gonna ask you this too, James, but I'm gonna answer my side. Um uh, my first introduction to Super Mario wasn't actually the video game. Uh, my introduction to Super Mario was watching the Super Mario Super Show cartoon. Uh, that's how I found out who Mario was, and that's before I even knew about video games. I was I was like four or five years old at the time, and uh, I remember watching. I watched that cartoon. I really liked the cartoon, and I found out that it was based off of a video game. I found out it was about Nintendo, and that's when. My grandpa ended up getting me and my sister a Nintendo for Christmas that year with Super Mario Brothers three. But what was your first introduction to Mario? Yeah, I mean, I you know, so I can see that because we do have you know a little, little bit of an age difference. Um, you know, whereas like I I played you know Donkey Kong in the arcade, not realizing who Mario was. Kind of that whole mythos really it came later. You didn't realize it. Like I played. You know, Mario Brothers just itself, I, I think, in the arcade. Um, but the Nintendo was that first one where that's kind of like the Super Mario. Like, that was the real game. Like, you know, Donkey Kong, he was like a little side thing. Mario Brothers was a, yeah, like, it's an okay game. I don't think that's anybody's, like, you know, favorite game. It, like, changed gaming. Whereas mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers changed gaming you know which came with the nintendo and it was you know like my friend down the street uh and it could be a, a mixture of that and also you know like like a play choice 10 some of those came a bit later but my friend down the street getting the mario first and playing the super mario brothers down there to where he got it and uh i don't know if he got it one christmas or he might have got it birthday and i got it not long after uh, but it's that one. I mean, it was still one of the greatest games. You know, you you think that they gave you that with the system. Uh, and if you had the one with, of course, you know, the action set, you got Duck Hunt, the Zapper, you know, and Mario. Man, 
two really cool games. Uh, yeah, Duck Hunt can really only do so much, but uh, yeah. you know, Mario Brothers is one that 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 would really. Uh, it, it's kind of funny how long it took us to get through games because as kids, you can really you really do have the time. I mean, granted, during quarantine, sometimes like many people have time to you know yeah. sit there a lot and play, play some games for good or bad. But as a kid, that was a time like you could really, you know, it's that you could just sit there like all day and play it, and it still seemed to take forever, yeah, you know, to get through. And it's just like that was the standard game. You go back and play it, man. It's still good, and it's still, man. It's still tough, dude. Like I, I have a problem <laughs> going back. Like I'm, I suck at Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, man, I, I actually have a video of my nephew uh, playing Super Mario for the first time. Um, he, he's like eight, eight now, but this is back when he was probably like three, going on four. And I remember I had my Nintendo hooked up, and he was sitting on my bed, and I was showing him how to. Uh, you know, push B to run and, and, and the, the D pad to move around the A. And it was just kind of, um, it was kind of mesmerizing seeing him have trouble with it, you know, because it's such a second nature to me. Like I was like, Oh my God, I forgot how hard this was. And I remember him standing still in one area and kept pushing the A button to jump to kill that first Goomba in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And, and there's no telling how many, go- how many kids were killed by that first Goomba playing. I remember for me, it was, uh, the pitfalls. Because uh, I'd be running, and I'd you know I knew to jump on the Goombas, but I always fall down the pitfall, and I'm like, oh, that's it, you know. And it was just seeing how a, a young child's brain was uh, running Mario, like that was such a crazy thing. Cause I hadn't I haven't seen that in years since I was a kid. So yeah, and that, now to remember like <laughs> how you went through it yourself. Yeah, now now he's uh he's you know beating games like Breath of the Wild. I'm like, holy shit, kid! <laughs> he, you know he went you know four years ago he couldn't kill a Goomba. Now he's like telling about how to kill the freaking lion things and uh Breath of the Wild. You see, just everything so much in that game with the secret, you know, the secret finds to climb up. Um, mm-hmm. Even you know, sometimes many years later, you'd learn about you know you can jump above the the warp zone. Oh yeah, secrets coming out many years later, and like that game just it really had so much. I mean, it is so basic, you know, when you go back and like I said, it's still man. If you hadn't played it in a while, it's it's still kind of hard. I mean, even if you played it through the years and you know you you know many levels, you're still gonna get to a point where it's like. Oh man! Or it's like God. I hate these stupid cheap jeeps, and you know you're, you're going to hit that one, and it's it's still tough, and it's still just such a game that really is like stood the test of time. Like it's just it's amazing, and then spawned yet so many games. Oh yeah, that. yeah, and it's like, and you you brought it up perfectly when you said that it kind of depends on how old you were, because I mean, like you think about the uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars when it came out. The people that were really excited about it, because of Super Mario 64, because of Sunshine, because of Galaxy, and I was like, I mean, I was excited about it, and of course I got it, because, you know, I liked Mario 64 and Sunshine and stuff like that. I I definitely wanted to go back and play Sunshine, but seeing the nostalgia from, like, folks in their early and mid-twenties, and I'm just kind of like, man, why do they they hold Mario 64 in such high regard? It's because they grew up on the 64. That was their introduction to the Nintendo, and it's crazy to think. And, you know, Mario is the most recognized mascot next to, like, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse. You know, like, you can't go anywhere and not see Mario, which is crazy to think about with today's pop culture. It's like he is, yeah. He's like the official Nintendo mascot, and it really depends on, like you said, the year. Like, yep. what was your Mario? And that's what's so great about it, you know. It like everybody has that one. Like, there's even generations you think that just start out with the Super. That's their Mario, mm-hmm. you know. Then you get the 64. That's their Mario on up and up because it's such a standard game. If you have a Nintendo system, you're gonna have a Super Mario game. Uh, yeah. Even go back like Game Boy. You think of that, like there was probably a lot of kids that didn't have, you know, a home system. Maybe they had just a Game Boy, and then, which is kind of odd that you know that was their Mario, and as different as uh, it, it still fits, you know, it has its criticisms. But man, like that was still a great one too. Completely different, 
you know. But, yeah, but I would still the same. I would say the Super Mario Land games are so underrated. Uh, Super Mario Land one, two, and three. Now I know three is more of a Wario game, but for the time, the technology, the fact that these were full fledged Mario games on the go. I mean, it's something that today, with technology that we would take for granted, obviously, you know, with the Switch and, uh, you know, all these various handhelds and your phone. I mean, folks can play games on their phones now. Uh, but the Game Boy, man, it was just like, I have a Mario game. I can go anywhere and play, you know, as long as I was in a well-lit area. <laughs> and, and it had batteries. But, you yeah, know, you, you got to defend that one, you know, to the death because, you know, uh, Game Boy was the king of handhelds despite you know, capabilities of graphic color, anything, they still pulled it off. And honestly, like six golden coins was one. I didn't really play till I was an adult. Like I somehow, I, I missed that one as a kid. I just, ne- I don't know if it came out later. I wasn't playing the Game Boy as much, but you could really see, you know, elements in that, that they use later, you know, whether it yeah. things like the rabbit ears and such, where that one felt more like a full-fledged Mario game. Like it's a Super Mario Land, that was a. It, it's an oddball. People still yeah. consider it an oddball. Submarines. It, it's still cool. It's really small. He doesn't like. He's extra extra. Like that's super small Mario right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the golden coins definitely had the the more look, kind of the, the established look that we kind of got. You know, starting from two, uh, which Super Mario Two was. Man, I I still love that one. It's so different, and you know, of course, years later, it's you know old story now but of course the fact that it was a different game yeah but they managed to take it make it a mario game feed it to you and you still loved it because i mean it it was a good game and that kind of established all the mario characters kind of with the different abilities you know the first time you could play as like toad you know it's like you could play as princess which was i think really great maybe you know for young girls at the time uh you know mario was your good standard and then, of course, you know, Luigi, nobody liked using him at that time because he had those, like, weird jumps, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the freaking leg kicks always got me. Um, but I, I will I will say this. I, I asked the, the Facebook, um, I asked my Facebook, I was like, hey, you know, we're doing an episode on Mario. What's some of your favorite moments? And um, let's see. So, <laughs> the first one is from actually my girlfriend. This is the time a couple months ago when I made number one on Mario 35, which we will talk about that in games we've been playing. Uh, Lynn Cosby says, I remember being terrified of the main screen where Bowser flies above the castle in Super Mario World as a kid. The combination, the music, and the lightning and the thunder still sticks with me. I remember that. Man. That, that, was, that was pretty epic for the time. Like when you were fighting uh, Bowser and he was in that clown car and it had the you know I was about to say blast pod uh, processing but it was like the mode the mode <laughs> seven the mode seven like how it just like zoomed in there and it was like almost like three D that was man that was really really cool um, also Justin says uh, my favorite thing is finding secrets in the games is just badass when you find a shortcut or a hidden area like running on the top of a one two in the original and find the, the warp pa- pipes or the rainbow road in super mario world uh or getting like the special stages that's the thing too and that was like that was like playground rumors like i remember i don't know if you ever heard about this uh james but did you ever hear about the infamous chocolate factory in super mario brothers that it man that sounds really familiar. Uh, I, I probably did, but that might have gotten lost in time. In yeah, there was <laughs> there was like there was like this rumor, and I remember even folks with doctor pictures about it on magazines that there was like a, a level that you could a world that was in the original Super Mario Brothers that was a chocolate factory, and it was just like I was like really, and I remember you know talking to my uh, brother in law at the time. And we were talking about Super Mario, and he was like, hey, did you ever unlock the Chocolate Factory? And I'm like, the what? I was like, oh, gosh, the Chocolate Factory. But I've, I've never seen I, No, I, I was trying to see if anyone had made videos about it on YouTube, but I've never really heard too much about it. Um, Jared uh, Jared says, do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, you know that. <laughs> that was the power of Mario. <laughs> it's such a iconic song. And uh, then Jason says, "When I found out Mario Two was just a dream, that was uh, yeah. that that was 
That was crazy to find out Super Mario Brothers 2 was just a dream. wasn't real. I still remember the Fireball Small. Man, that was like big. That was like big stuff, man. Back in the old one. You remember that yeah. one? It's like you do something where you hit yourself and then you end up shooting out these green snot balls. Yeah. Fireballs. <laughs> yeah, or like, uh, of course. Wait, the... wait, wait. Was that the green snot balls or was the green snot balls in Mario? Three where it was in like Mario. Yeah, the the green. I I do remember there were green snot balls in Mario Three when you were in the uh, mushroom <laughs> mushroom house, like the Toad House. If you had firepower, yeah, it was green. I always thought that was kind of funny. I do remember that. Oh my gosh! And and of course, um, you know, you remember stuff like the the course the minus world in Super Mario. Yeah. Like, uh, that was just, like, some sort of weird game glitch, and they, they fixed it. Like, you can't go back, and, like, if... I don't think you can unlock the Minus World in the Switch port of Super Mario Brothers. I don't think you can do that. Ah, see, that's bad. It would be one of those great things. You, know, you could leave, and even the, you know, the banging the turtle. Banging the turtle, that doesn't sound very yeah. good, but jumping <laughs> on the turtle on these steps... Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, was, was... I had that at the tip of my tongue. I was about to say, yeah, when you... And you would get so many lives that your um your your counter wouldn't even be numbers they would be uh card signs like a ace or a spade or a heart cuz you had so many cuz i sat there and i let it go for like an hour just sitting there bloop 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 it was in world 3 i think stage 1 like you had the two koopas coming down from the uh from the steps right before you get to the flagpole that really was and i i think hard press to say i mean as far as like uh, like favorite levels, uh, I still I love it. Like it's complicated. I do I love the old Pipe World on uh, three, and oh, I have man, to say I hate, one of my newer ones. I hate that world. I always skip World Seven of Mario Three. It, it is bad. It was some, I mean it was irritating, but somebody I liked it, and I still love. Granted, it's a, it's a little newer one, and I think it gets a little forgotten. But the uh, the original new Super Mario Brothers, and I think it it kind of gets lost due to that use of new small brothers but the one that was on ds that had the halloween stage that one was oh always, yeah uh, that one was just really cool and, and you think of all the games that it bond to um you know whether it was which still has one of the best kart racing games they did rpgs um you know we had puzzle games with with you know dr mario they mm-hmm. just they managed to cover like every aspect of gaming and it was like hey man there was a little little mario like he was always there and finally his brother got just do more um with the uh oh god damn it what is the fuck the, uh, luigi's mansion that yeah was, i, was, you know, I thought like he, yeah i thought you were going to mention uh when they did that whole year of luigi on the wii u god i love that because i've always been a luigi fan that one, yeah, yeah, that one definitely later on. Like, it was good to see as good as Just Do with the, with the mansion. You finally could see him, you know, have his own game. He was a little bit of a wussy, but you know, it was okay. But it was good to see him bring, you know, brought to life, you know, with the the Luigi U, and you know, when yeah. they had that whole thing going on, and it was it was really good to see that. And it's like it's just one that's really man. It's just covered so many different aspects of different gaming, and he's like he's still there. You know, lots of great little toys. And, man, I saw, like, a Bowser's Castle uh, toy set at GameStop. And I was just like, I could, like, part of me was like, oh, like, I want that. Another part is like, man, that's just going like, <laughs> to sit away. Like, you don't, you don't really that, need that. You know, and, that, and that's the crazy thing, too, is even people who aren't into video games know who Mario is. Like, that's how, that's how impactful Mario has been in, in pop culture. Like, you could talk to some, like, uh old person in their like 70s you know at a grocery store and hold a picture of mario like who's that they're like that's mario you know that's that jumping guy <laughs> that my grandson it's, it's plays one of the greatest mascots you know and i mean you know you can fill up other ones like you know sonic some people associate you know a crash bandicoot with sony but n- nobody tops mario man it's like he's been around the longest yep he's defeated people like alex kid you know alex kid couldn't hang with mario Nope. Couldn't couldn't do that, you know? They had to bring in Sonic. And and Sonic is as awesome and cool as he was. He put up a fight, but it's like I, I'd still have to say, like, you know, Mario's the one that kinda still comes out on top. And I, I think it's just because the the Mario character is just so 
it's so classic and wholesome. Uh, like, you know, when you mentioned Sonic, Sonic, Sonic really looks like the test of time. Like, you look at Sonic and he looks like he's from the 90s. You know, he's got the, the tude, he's got the, the, the shoes, he's got the, you know, just that whole spunk about him that was cool in the 90s, you know, skateboards, blah, blah, blah. But Mario is like so classic, like it doesn't matter what decade, what year we're in, like, you know, no matter what happens in the world, Mario is always going to be this, you know, Italian plumber saving the princess in the Mushroom Kingdom. He's like, he's like the Ramones of video games. You know, <laughs> the, the formula doesn't change, but it's always great. Exactly, exactly. Now, uh, before before we get into games we've been playing, I want to ask you, James, uh, what is like your least favorite Mario game? I ask you what your your definitive Mario, but what's your least favorite Mario? Man, the li- oh, let's see if I'm going with just the yeah, we'll we'll go the, with the main the, the main ones. We won't go through all the the spinoffs and stuff like that. Just... Oh no, I wasn't include spinoffs. I was just thinking of the. It's like it's just Mario series. Um, honestly, like I, and it's the one that I've probably like really like played the least, and it's one I keep meaning to really go back through because I kind of missed out on it. But it's actually like Mario sixty four. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mainly just because I did. I never really played it. Didn't even have yeah. it in sixty four. I didn't own it till later in life, and I've still only played it just a little bit. And I get that it was you know game changing. It was many people's you know first one, but it's the one I just. I think by the time I played it, it was almost like, man, I don't really know if I'm gonna like really want to play this now at this point. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's you know it's kind of, and I'm not I'm not knocking it and like at some point like because you know i mean i got that 3d you know collection yeah i've been more you know one to play you know sunshine because that was another one i i I more completely missed and that's why like i'm not putting it you know on the list because i I didn't really play it at all but uh the mario 64 was the one i think just at the at the time i was never that big into 3d games it took me a while you know to adjust where it became the standard and i was just like Ah, uh, just I'm getting confused and my head's spinning and I'm like, ah, I don't know what's going on. And just give me two D, give me two D. You know, I was gonna be the old man about that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm not saying it's a bad one. It's just I haven't played it a whole lot, so that's yeah. why I pick that one. I, I honestly, um, my least favorite Mario, and I know this is gonna get hate from some people, but uh, Super Mario Two. I don't, I don't hate it. It's not like I, I, I detest that game. It's not like I refuse to play it. But it's the one I don't play as much, and I think I've only beaten it like maybe like four times my whole life, which sounds insane compared to, you know, I at least beat Super Mario Brothers three or or Super Mario World once a year. Like I always go back and play that game in some shape or form. That's probably my least favorite, and uh, I I can't really explain why, uh, because it's a good game. It's good. It's very different. Maybe that's what it is. Because I you know grew up playing. Like, my first Mario was Super Mario Brothers 3, and then uh, my neighbor had the original Super Mario Brothers, so I played that, and then I remember we rented Super Mario Brothers 2 at, the, at Blockbuster, and I thought it was going to be more the same, and it wasn't. And maybe that... It could be a time. Could yeah. could be a time frame thing, because, like, you know, with me, you know, having Super Mario, going straight into Super Mario 2, and like I said, for a lot of us my age, Super Mario 2, that, that gave me this definitive look, where everybody looked different. You know, yeah. Mario was a little... <laughs> shorter luigi's a little taller it had the more color like that was where you it's like man that's what mario's supposed to look like yeah you know, that heartbreaking thing later that it's not a mario game yeah it was <laughs> it was always i always thought it looked really really good because like i said like my i grew up with the cartoon so i thought it looked more like the cartoon i was like this looks this looks more like the super show i like this because you know luigi looked different than mario and you know, you know what it was? It was those masks flying around. Oh, God. There's freaking masks. Holy crap. I hated those things. And they brought them Everybody back in... hates those. They brought those back in uh, Mario Maker 2, and I'm like, why? Like, there's stages with, Ugh. like... There's stages with the sun from Mario 3 and the mask chasing no. you around. No. This nightmare no. fuel, man. <laughs> no. Freaking nightmare no. fuel. But... That is hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Super Mario... Uh, Maker 2, though, like Mario Maker 2, my gosh, that's such a good game. I actually fired it up uh, not too long ago to see what kind of new levels people have made, because that's what me and, me and Kimberly did for the longest time until we got into Animal Crossing, and now 
we're really into Mario 35, which I'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. I will say, too, I mean, look at that, the Mario Maker. I mean, what an awesome thing. Yeah. Many years later, where those people that grew up with, you know, a bunch of, you know, I mean, granted, you can't make Mario 64 levels, but, you know, if if many people of yours have played the older ones and the fact that you can go in and create and make these hellish levels with suns and masks and fireball, uh, those little spinning fireball one yeah it was ah, yeah it was something that like i think you know for kids for many years like the closest they got to making their own mario games or levels were drawing pictures yeah and and like now you had the technology to make your own levels share them online and have people all over the world play it and it's something that i think some people i don't want to say people take for granted but people just don't people don't think about, you know, it's just like, Oh my gosh. So, but yeah, that's, that's freaking insane. But you know, we're getting close to the end of the show. Uh, so let's get into games. We've been playing recently. What have you been playing, James? Uh, so I'm playing some mafia, the, you know, new remade mafia game. Mm-hmm. Um, just, oh, I love that story. Uh, I did finally get to a mission I forgot about, and it was a, uh, a much, hated level where you have to do a race and you're in these old like clunky cars and there's like 14 other there's 14 total racers and you got to come in number one and you can't skip it and i mean apparently i beat this level 18 years ago somehow but i mean i had more patience back then and now i i granted like i tried it like once or twice and i was like ah god i'm like i don't I don't want to do this like can i skip it like i'm looking up like is there a cheat like what can i'm like damn it there's nothing so I, I kind of put that on uh, hold for a minute, but I, I'm going to go back and be, because I did beat it before. And like I said, it's a it's still it's a great story, and it was just really cool to see that game. Um, you know, to me being completely rebuilt. Um, I did try out Hot Shots Racing, uh, which is on Game Pass, and uh, I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try it again, man. I I don't know what it was. It just I, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood for a racing game. Just something about it, like, wasn't clicking with me. And uh, and I feel bad about that, where I'm thinking, like, it's like it's got to be me. You know, because it's like, I've, I've heard people talk, and it's great. Like I so said, we mentioned, you know, Jason Heine, friend of the show, awesome dude, did, uh, you know, soundtrack. And soundtrack stuff's great. I love the graphic look mm-hmm. of playing it. And maybe I just hadn't played a racer uh, in a little while. And I think, you know, that could be it. And, I would, I would say... I, I would say next time you play it, play the uh, Grand Prix mode, which is like very archaic in the sense that you know you have a certain time, and every time you hit mm-hmm. that finish line, you get more time. Uh, that's the way I play it. It's so good. Yeah, maybe I did like a single race or something, and, and I did uh, because I hadn't tried it yet, and I'm sure you played it much more. Uh, but I did want to try out the Mario 35. Oh uh, yeah, I, you know, don't know how long. You know, it, it's going to be up. Oh, I will say, too, I, I did uh, play some Star Tropics a little bit, which I hadn't played oh, nice. in years. I just went on the, you know, the NES games. Was that what you were playing there. this Was that what you were playing this morning? The, um, net, let's see, this morning. No, 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 I was playing Mario 35 this morning. Oh, okay, because I saw, I saw that uh, it was like, Gruesome's online. I'm like, what's he playing? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that would have been the 35. I, just, I yeah. wanted to get a little bit in because I hadn't tried it yet. But yeah, Star Tropics, I mean, that one kind of... uh I remember renting that one back in the day, and it's one I never really went back to. And uh, I, I was kind of digging it, man. Uh, it, like I said, it's, it's been a while, but uh, I like the options to go on there. And then, like I said, the Mario 35 um, also had an issue with like a washing machine breaking this morning. And I was like, I, I meant to wake up earlier and just, you know, do a couple things. I woke up late, and I got this washing machine. I'm sitting there, and I'm freaking out and i'm just like oh, this is why and i'm sitting there also playing mario 35 my wife was like it's just like just, just go play the game i don't like i was not <laughs> i wasn't really look, look i just happened to have to switch in my hands and it was just fun i was like yeah i'm like yeah it'll be okay at least the washer didn't burn up and it didn't flood and it just got to get a new one it's probably 20 years old so honestly it's it's been a good washer um <laughs> And I was glad, I remember uh, last episode, I said I, I couldn't find my 3DS, uh, which actually I did find it. It was something, uh, I, I found it because I had this other little uh, cheap knockoff uh, handheld that's like a little multiplayer thing I got for like 20 bucks. Yeah. And I remember it was down on the couch with my 3DS, and we were cleaning out the couch. 
we'd moved them and I happened to see the cheap little knockoff thing. And I was like, wait a minute, about the 3DS is down. And then I had moved it. And so I, I did find my, uh, my 3DS. So I was glad. So I'll definitely be firing that up soon. But, uh, you know, other than watching some, uh, you know, horror movies and stuff lately, I will say, uh, anybody, if you're interested in streaming services and you like puppet master, uh, full moon has an offer where if you sign up for their streaming service for a year, which is uh, 60 bucks. You get a free 12-disc uh, Puppet Master Blu-ray set, uh, which really, I mean, that's worth 60 bucks, and that was kind of why I got it. Uh, but there's a ton of, like, weird stuff on there, and, you know, it equates out to about 5 bucks a month. But if you love Puppet Master, I mean, only 1 through 3 are really the only ones that are very good. But you seriously, you get a fucking uh, code, and you go to this one site, and they send you a free uh, set, you know, which is great for Halloween. I don't know if it'd get there in time, but, uh, you know, there's still lots of other things that you can watch. But uh, Puppet Master 1 through 3, yeah, those are great. Indeed, indeed. And uh, for me, I've been playing a lot of Mario 35. Uh, I I am, like, addicted to Mario 35. And what's funny is, like, I'm not big into uh, Battle Royales. I'm not big into that uh, concept, but... The game is just so it's so fast paced. It's you know going through something I'm familiar with. I mean, I, it's Super Mario, uh, and, and, the, and the fact that you know you're you're battling the people, you're sitting there trying to get the best time, trying to get through it, and you, you see all the the people dying on the sides, like the poofs, and and you're like, oh, that was number thirty five, that was number thirty four. I want to be number one, you know. And it was funny because I remember when it was when it launched. Um, I was downloading it, and I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, hey, I'm downloading Mario 35, and she's like, okay. Then she saw me like play it on TV, and she's like, I want that. I'm like, it's free. <laughs> so she went and downloaded it on her Switch Lite, and um, she's been playing it too. So we've been playing a lot of that. Um, I am doing a uh, review very soon of Heroes of Hammerwatch, which is a roguelike on a Switch. Uh, the company reached out to me, and they sent me a review copy, so... I've been playing some of that. I'm not going to say too much because I, I want to leave it for the review. But it, it's been it's been interesting. And uh, as the time as the time of recording this, I did upload a uh, games I've been playing episode 16. So I, a lot of the games I might be talking about, I'll also talk about on that video. But I'll talk a little bit more in depth in the video because um, the last game I want to talk about is um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Madness on mobile. It's just a a mindless mobile game and would I recommend it? Probably not, but I've been really enjoying it. <laughs> it's just one of those games. It's just like, it's so mindless. You just, you unlock turtle characters and they fight each other and you don't even have that much control. You're just like pushing a little button and just watching them fight, but it's nostalgia. And speaking of nostalgia, I will say one last thing I played uh, I was listening to Axe the Blood God podcast, and they were doing their uh, Xbox 360 uh, console RPGs, and they talked about Lost Odyssey. And I'm like, oh man, I forgot about Lost Odyssey, and I forgot that I had my brother-in-law, he had borrowed my copy. So I got my copy back from him, I hooked up the Xbox 360, and I had this crazy nostalgic just joyride because I forgot what the 360's uh, browser looked like. I forgot about the dashboard. I looked at my avatar I made back in like 2011. Uh, it was it was insane. It was insane seeing like the 360 and remembering, uh, you know, everything I was doing back then. It's kind of like I've been listening to a lot more older podcasts lately. I've been going back and listening to All Gen Gamers uh, podcasts from like 2012 to 2013 just because of the new consoles coming out, I've been listening to them talk about the PS4 and Xbox One announcements. It's been it's been a very nostalgic month for me. It is always fun. I still wish I, I had reached out once my try again. One of the old podcasts I listened to was Sega Addicts, which uh, the sad thing was is all their episodes completely disappeared. Oh no! Um, and I do like I'm, I'm still keeping slight contact with a few of the guys and. Uh, it was a while back when I'd reached out to one, you know, to see if there were some files. Because, man, a lot of those ones were so timeless because they, you know, it's like when they they do a little bit of current stuff sometimes, but mostly it focuses on so much old stuff and just the history of Sega. And, you know, they were such a big influence 
on me from the start. It's still one of my favorites. And I just, I really hate it that, you know, I still have one of their shirts I got. They sent me just because like I listened to all their old podcasts in like a month span and they they'd had a bunch at the time. And they just sent me a shirt like just because, and it's like, I still have that. And, uh, it, it was just, man, that was a great one. It's like, I, like, I, like, I wish I could go back then. Yeah. Those. It, like they're just not, I hadn't, I might check YouTube again, but I remember you know checking every once in a while. I'm like, they just, it disappeared. They, they changed. Cause there is a Sega addicts. I will say, but it's not the same guys. They kind of yeah. handed it over and they started doing a gaming of the shrew, but that yeah. one also disappeared. Like they didn't even leave up the old episodes and it was oh, just wow. really kind of sad. Cause it's, it's just really cool. You know, you can go to ones like that and it's like, like you said, you have that nostalgia trip, go back in time, you know, for so many years ago and listen, but it, but it's just gone. But damn it, I know they're somewhere. I'll, <laughs> I'll find them one day. Well, and and guys, if you're listening and you want to listen to old episodes of XS Gaming Podcasts, we do have uh, episodes archived on my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Xander Scullion. And I have a playlist of uh, XS Gaming Podcasts from our current episode all the way to some old episodes. Not all the episodes we've ever done is on that playlist, but it gives you a pretty good idea of like how we are now and what we've become and how we were back then. And not much has changed really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The audio quality's changed. That's about it. Our intros have changed, but we've been the the same people since we started back in 2012. We're older now. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, guys, this concludes another episode of excess gaming podcast. As always guys, thank you so much for uh, listening to us and be sure to leave us a review. Let, let people know about the show because it does help the transparency of the show and helps more folks find our shows and, and listen to our podcast. We definitely appreciate it. Hope you guys have a wonderful week and as always happy gaming. Look forward to Halloween episode coming up soon. Play some Mario and have a pleasant evening, everybody. 